so I'm so excited to talk about one of my favorite characters in the Bible Lydia now anybody who knows me knows that this is my favorite character not only do I name my group and my podcast and everything else but I love the color purple it not the movie the actual color it's one that I even loved from back in the day before I even knew the kind of spiritual basis that was connected to kings and queens and royalty I just love the color I just thought it looked so strong so powerful so calming anyway let me get into why I love purple why I love Lydia you're gonna reveal some more just sip your frothy hot chocolate my dear let's get into it so Lydia we find her in Acts 16, right? I'm reading in the NIV version, so flip your app or get out that version. Acts 16, verse, going on midway through 13, so it says, We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptised, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Now, Lydia, this is an amazing chick. She was at this time, remember these Bible times, yeah, women weren't really much seen as high character. It was a man's world and she was in a unique position where she could have been a widow, she could have been, I don't know, rich, daughter's kid, I'm not too sure. But she had her own business, she had money, she had a house, she was unique, you know. And, and it's so unique for her to have this position at that time. I mean, now women have loads of money and stuff, but at that time, whew, she would have been like one of those women with an IG follower of one million or more. So what I love about Lydia yeah, is although she's got all these great, great assets here, you see in Acts 16, 14, it says that the Lord opened her heart. It shows that she was there. She was sitting down there listening and she had an open heart. So not only was she just there out just chasing the money, chasing the bag, she was going out there looking for God, seeking God for a whole heart and being willing to listen. Someone who's willing to listen is meaning they're willing to stop what they're doing and say, tell me, teach me. And that's the heart that she had. And I just got a question for you. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions through this and that as well. Who are you listening to? What questions are you asking to further your walk with God? Okay. And as well, when you read through Acts 16, you'll hear a bit more about Lydia. She had a serving heart and she was hosp hospitable. Because you see, at the end of 15, she's like, um, once her and her household were baptized, she invited Paul and Silas to stay with her. So she had a serving heart. She was hospitable. And so are you known for being hospitable? And that doesn't mean that oh, every weekend you open up your house. That could be simple things like writing an encouragement card, just letting, texting someone, giving someone a WhatsApp voice note, calling someone, breaking someone a cake, helping someone in their home. Going, it, it could be anything. Hospitality doesn't mean you always put on these 10 piece banquets at your house. It doesn't even mean that. And particularly not in these circumstances, it doesn't mean that at all. Simple things. Sending a letter in the post just to say hi. Handwritten letter. These little small things can mean huge, huge things to someone else, you know. So she was known for hospitable, hosp hospitality. And she had a confident heart, you know. Not in her money and her wealth and her house and all that. She was confident in God. Because not much women, you don't see any other woman in the Bible actually, who says come and stay at my house and she persuaded us 
You know, she was like, if you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. Now, you didn't see her there like, Paul, please, is it possible? I've got an idea. It's a suggestion. Would you mind? She does say, if you consider me a believer. And then she says, come and stay at my house. That's a com not a command. Obviously, she's not commanding what to do. But she's very confident in the Lord that she's confident that she's a believer. And she's confident that she needs to stay around this guy. Because she knows if you've just been recently, you know, got baptized. You're trying to strengthen your walk with God. You need to be around the strong chicks or the strong men of God. So you can learn a lot from them all their years in a very short space of time. Rather than trying to drudge through what does Chronicles mean? What does Leviticus mean? You know what I'm saying? So she knew that she's like, you know what? This guy has got some sense and wisdom in the Bible. He needs to stay at my house so I can learn and grow from him. And not just that, her whole household. So she's like a team player, Lydia. That's what I really like about her. So she's confident and she persuades. So to, to persuade someone, you need to be confident in your skills. She wasn't confident in her skills. She was confident in the skills that God has given her. That God's like, Lydia, you need to hang around with this guy a little bit more and bring your crew, your whole household. So all of you can grow strong from this guy. He's not here for long, Paul. He's always out and about. Sharing the word, preaching, rebuking. You need to, as much time as you can get this guy, get him in your house. So obviously God had told her that she's like, come and stay at my house. So I love that. She's like, you know, I've got a need. I need to grow strong, stronger in the Lord. So she's like, Paul is the guy. So I just really love that about her. And you see, you see her when she says it in Acts 16, 15. And as well, what I love about Lydia, right, she, I'm going to probably have to do a part two on this one because like, I'm thinking like I could just go on for hours on her. So I'll probably do another one on Lydia as well another quality as well that I like about her yeah is that her house was not only like it's her home it's her business it was a safe house because when you see in Acts 16 verse 40 it says after Paul and Silas came out of prison they went to where did they go they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and sisters, encouraged them, then they left, okay? So that shows you that Lydia's house was probably known as the community house, a safe house, a place you can go and get, you know, Paul goes there for encouragement, you know, and they probably preached, probably, they definitely did preach the word down there. It's probably a place where there was food and drink and, you know, nutrition there. So it's like a spiritual home, a physical refreshment home, kind of like going to mama's house I'd guess so and um, so that shows you that she had a her home was a safe house because after jail you want to go somewhere you can get stronger in it and where they go they don't just start walking straight again they go to Lydia's house so that shows you that she was like the zone so I'm just thinking like your own home is it a zone or a place known as strength a place of refreshment um you know encouragement for other christian women around you can they call on you can they come to you and know that your home is a safe house like how lydia's was because paul ain't a man to muck about he knows what he's doing where he's going and he's like right paul me and you to silas we're going lydia's do you know what i'm saying so it just shows that she was known for this um and as well, she was wise and she was practical and she used all of her resources to fund the mission, to make sure that everything she had helped God's movement. So think of like your resources that you have. And I'm not saying empty your bank account and go and give it to your church. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying use all of your resources wisely to focus on God. And, and when you use your resources to focus on God and help strengthen his dream, it shows you that you come from a grateful heart. Because that's what Lydia really shows me. She was very grateful because... 
you know, at this time, she could have just rested on the money that she's got. She's got a purple cloth business, she's got a house. But she's like, you know, these are, these are not enough. They're not enough for her. So she's knowing that she has to get more. And the more that she needed was God. So she was wise and practical at the same time, yeah? As well, I wanted to talk about um, a question. Because she knew that she had to learn from Paul. So not only was he there at Acts 16, 15, he comes back after the kicked out of jail she knew she had to learn from Paul right and I got a question for you who are you learning from are you looking at Google Instagram or your friends who ain't really that strong or are you using the Bible are you praying are you going to wise people who are stronger than you in their faith who understand how to navigate that Bible a bit more I've studied it in a much bigger detail are you going to commentaries where are you going to learn more about God and don't tell me that rubbish. It's just me and God. God and me. No, because even Jesus wasn't just Jesus and God. God and Jesus. He even had his crew. He had his free crew with him. Do you know what I'm saying? Because if Jesus needed people around him, so do you. Okay? Let me move on. As well. Lydia weren't just influential at this time where obviously Paul and Silas come out of jail. They run to a house of strength and encouragement. Let's pop, right? Let's go to Philippians, yeah? Because remember... Lydia and them, they're in the church of, um, she's from Thyatira, but this is the church in Philippi. And of course, you know that there's a book in the Bible of the Philippians. And what I love about this one, if you pop to Philippians 1 verses 3, this is Paul writing. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray of joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Now, what I love about this, right, it just shows you that the Philippian church was so great that Paul had to write them a letter. And that just shows you Lydia was in this church, yeah? And it just shows you how influential one woman can be that she gets, she gets baptised, her whole household gets baptised, and there's a church in Philippi, and they got a letter in the Bible. I mean, like... You know, some people are like, yeah, I've got 10,000 followers on IG. I've got this much friends on Facebook. But you've you got a book in the Bible, though, love. Have you? Have you? No, you don't. So what I love about this is it just shows you this was a church very, very close to Paul's heart. Yeah, because Paul wrote these letters. Obviously, he's ever had a, a church that was close to his heart. He had a church he had to hot up because they were um, affecting what was going on in the church you know so I just love his endearment he's like I thank my God every time I remember you so that means it was a church that he had very close to his heart you know you know Paul weren't a man to muck about okay and it's like he always says prayers for all of you and he prays with joy okay and I just love that that Lydia was part of this church and it was one that he remembered in Philippians 1 3 to 5 so what would you be remembered for? Do you have someone like Paul praying for you? Do you have someone who you've endeared yourself? Apart from like your husband or your friend or your family then. But are you making an impact on people that they know this is a woman of God? I can turn this woman, I come out of jail, give encouragement, scriptures. You know, can always remember this woman in my prayers, you know. And I just love with Lydia, right, that one day, one day can change your life and many others. Lydia's almost like the beginning of the domino effect. She starts something and just everyone just go, brrr, you know. I love that about her. She's a woman of impact. Are you a woman of impact? Do you even want to be a woman of impact? That's another question. 
And what kind of comes to mind with Mira is that Lydia is a woman that hits obstacles and hurdles and she just jumps over them. Yeah, I mean, yes, in life it is hard. But you got to choose your heart, you know what I'm saying? Nowhere in easy is life. Whether you choose to follow God, it's hard. Or if you don't to choose to follow God, it's hard. So you choose your hard love, yeah? Let me tell you this. Lydia is a woman that had obstacles and hurdles. But when you look at these obstacles and hurdles, and some of you, like all of us, you've got some huge ones. Some of them are double backing up, yeah? They are there for you to jump over them. And that's why it's called, you know, like when you watch those shows, it's called an assault course, right? And you are more than a conqueror, like it says. Just jump with me here to Romans 8, 37. Yeah, I'm going to give you a few scriptures today. Romans 8, 37 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors than through him who loved us. So you're not just a conqueror. No, not chick. You are more than a conqueror. So you're more plus the word conqueror. Do you see what I'm saying? So imagine, look at the obstacles in your life, whether it's money, your husband's getting annoyed, your children are a little bit challenging, you would like a husband, you'd like some children, your job, your boss, the employee, oh, there's someone at work gets on your nerves, your neighbour is too noisy, ooh, 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 ooh. Can, do I need to go on? Or are you thinking of the obstacles now yourself, yeah? Okay, you are more than a conqueror, and think of all of these problems, imagine in your mind, just, just come into the mind with me, right? Put all your problems like out on an assault course, like on a racing track, yeah? Put that noisy neighbour in position one, your husband next, and it doesn't matter the order. Put your challenging children, the problem at work, that person who don't like you at work, the, you know, all of these different problems. Put them out, lay them out on the assault course with a couple of hurdles, right? And then on the top of that, using your mind, write more than a conqueror, Romans 8.37. So you, you've already know you can overcome these obstacles and hurdles. And, you know, as God promised you in Romans 8.37, all of these obstacles and hurdles are, you need to assault your problems. That's why it's called an assault course. And you need to assault them with spiritual weapons because life is a spiritual battle. I mean, yeah, your physical being, don't get me wrong, love, but it's a spiritual battle, my love. I ain't going to read the whole of it, but jump to Ephesians 6, 10, all the way through to 18, right? And it just tells you, therefore, this is in 13. Put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. Okay, so read all of Ephesians 6, 10 through to 18. But I just grab that little part. That just shows you that in life you need to be fighting these battles undermining all of these things the neighbor the boss all these things that are annoying you it's a spiritual battle to test your spiritual muscle all these obstacles hurdles they're trying to strengthen you almost as if like when you go to the gym you go and bang some weights these are challenging your muscles to grow so are these struggles so are these obstacles and hurdles that happen they are challenging your spiritual muscle to grow i mean do you want to be strong and lean in your spiritual faith or you want to be like weak and shriveling you choose. You choose your heart, my love, yeah? You've been fighting in the wrong position. Yeah, I'm just, I've just told you. You've been fighting in the wrong position. You've been fighting on your feet, my love. And anyone can push you over on your feet. Imagine, you stand on your feet, anyone can push you over. You need to change your defence position. Ladies, it's time and it's about time. It's already time. You need to change your position of fight mode. You need to fight on your knees. Like what Ephesians 6 says. 
fight on your knees, you're going to win any of these battles. So sit down on your knees. Come get with me right now. Think of that assault course. Use your imagination. Think of that assault course. If you ever use grass track or the red track that they use and put all of those hurdles that you've got, like the job, the money, the health, everything. Put them out on the racing track, right? Pray. Pray and you're going to start jumping over them. Hurdles. Uh, obstacles are there for you to assault so please start assaulting them with your spiritual weapons of prayer you know the word of God the truth of all of these stuff you're gonna get them in Ephesians 6 okay so you're probably like oh my gosh yeah, I've got so many gems can you slow down can you stop I'm gonna stop don't worry Um, I want to give you a challenge I'm always gonna give you a little quick challenge okay Obviously, this whole one was about Lydia, and I can go on and on about Lydia. And you know, it's so strange. She's only got a couple of verses in the Bible. She ain't even got a whole book about her, but shows you how she can be a woman of impact. So you can have very small skills, resources, but you can be a woman of huge impact if you rely on God in prayer. On your knees, yeah? So, little challenge for you. Who do you need to persuade with the word of God and prayer to get them closer to God? That was challenge number one. Think of who the lady is in your life you want to impact with prayer, studying the Bible with her, helping her to have a true, strong relationship with God. Think of her this week. Text her, ask her to study the Bible. If you don't want to, give her, give, give me her number and I will ask her if she wants to study the Bible and I'll study the Bible with her, right? And then as well, all, you know, I'm always about studying the Bible. Okay? Think of how you can imitate the qualities of Lydia being a woman of persuasion using all your resources to further God's mission um, how can you think of your obstacles in a way that you can assault them through prayer and fasting and the word and stuff like that start imagining them as you jumping over them okay and then thirdly if you're if you are a woman who you just started checking out my podcast grateful thanks for listening and you want to strengthen your your walk with God but you're just not too sure how to do it great I'm your girl Please email me. They're going to be in the show notes. Email me, right? Um, Lydia's ladies at yahoo.com. And we can sit down a day this week over frothy hot coffee. Uh, I don't even like coffee. Frothy hot chocolate. And we can sit down and study the Bible. All of your problems, right? And your hurdles, your obstacles to jump over. You'll find definitely an answer in the Bible. That's the best place to start. Okay? So let's study the Bible this week. And you can hear no more about what God's plan is for you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to seeing you or listening with you on the next podcast.